thank you to the sponsor for this video, Keen. Visit trykeen.com slash Nadia to get your first 10 minutes for only $1.99 with one of their trusted advisors. I too had a chance to try Keen when I was approached to have them as a sponsor. I loved my reading and I only recommend services I trust. Visit trykeen.com slash Nadia to get your first 10 minutes for only $1.99. Hello, fabulous friends, fans, and superstars. Welcome to your horoscope for the week of February 27, 2022. I am your astrologer, Nadia Shaw. Thank you for being here. It is a remarkable astrological week, without a doubt. Big moves happening in the sky now. Now, I would say this just might be one of the most important weeks of 2022 overall. And I don't say that lightly. I know that this is a year filled with big moments. I did speak of them in the year ahead 2022 video, and I will link to that below. But I do think that this is a week that stands out on a few different fronts. One of the main reasons is that on Thursday, we've got a lot of activity happening. On the one hand, Venus will leave shadow. And that means the larger Venus retrograde season that we've been in since the 14th of November, 2021, well, that will officially be over, but it's almost as if Venus wants to make sure that we got it. And by it, I mean whatever our truth is and the truth of our romantic situations in particular, the energy this week is not going to let us make excuses. It's not going to let us hide from it. Now, for the overwhelming majority of people out there of all signs, this is going to speak to matters of love attraction, desire, passion. What happens now may in some way bring true clarity and self-honesty where it comes to what was taking place for you, especially back in December. But this is going to tie together the overall Venus retrograde season. So it was November 14th that Venus went into shadow. It was December 19th that Venus went retro. In the last days of January, the 29th of January of this year, that's when Venus went direct. And now Venus will finish off walking the path that she's walked on three times as part of this larger retrograde season. But as she brings her journey to a close, she does so by meeting Mars and Pluto both. Now, this to me is a conglomerate of energy that is highlighted that much more. It is in the last degrees of the sign of Capricorn. Now, Capricorn speaks to our understanding of respect, of our standards, of structures. It speaks to our understanding of what will last. And with this energy, there's no kidding ourselves here. Where it is we'd hoped something will last, well, is that actually there as a possibility? That will be made clear with a week like this. Now, for a few people out there, this energy may also relate to self-love. In fact, I would say self-love and romantic love are so intimately tied. And with a week like this getting us honest, that clarity may come. And for some, it may be related to an understanding of money or prosperity. Now, that can be anything from our worthiness to understand our inherent belief that we can have prosperity, that prosperity is available to us and how we might uniquely define it. But this is also about success. What defines success for you? What makes you successful? Where is it that you can redefine that definition in more empowering terms? And where is it perhaps that you've been on a path that you believe made you successful? And where is it now that you're realizing that it just doesn't do it for you anymore? It just isn't cutting it. For some, this is going to be an embrace, a chance to recognize your successes and to allow that to be part of your truth going forward from here. But for others, where it is that perhaps you've allowed yourself to go down roads that ultimately are superficial to you, well, that may reveal itself to you now, as long as the unwillingness to continue to walk roads that feel superficial in some way. Now, I do want to make clear, if it matters to you, it matters. 
ultimately, it is all sacred. It is all spiritual. But when I say superficial, I mean, does it lack meaning? Does it lack substance? Does it lack a real sense of you feeling like this connects you to your truth? Because where that's the case, that just isn't going to work for you anymore. Think about the times that we're in. We are in times that are being defined as and called the great resignation. That's largely because people don't want to do work that doesn't feel like it doesn't resonate. They want work that feels like it aligns with something authentic within them. Less people are willing to settle. And actually, what this does wonderfully, I think, is that it opens up more opportunities for more people. It allows more people to honor their calling or at least to ask themselves and to be willing to explore what that calling might be, to align with it. And that in turn, and those changes in terms, allow more people to feel as if more opportunity opens up for them around the world. And I think that this is part of, remember, I've been telling you, Saturn in Aquarius is a foreshadow of a brand new sense of reality that we will immerse ourselves in once we get to Pluto in Aquarius. Now, just as a side note, right, I have to say I do have a talk coming up on Pluto in Aquarius, and I've got lots of new stuff to share on those fronts. So I will link to that below, and you can learn more about that towards the end in the second segment of this video. But for now, I do want to say that I think a lot of the ways in which we have uh, conceptualized and considered what is success just isn't going to be the same for a lot of us anymore. This desire for authenticity is going to be a part of it. But also think about what happened as soon as Saturn went into Aquarius. We came to realize that we truly all are connected, right? Aquarius is the sign of the collective. Pisces is the sign of communion. We're about to dive into communion as we start moving further into March. And I'll be here to talk about it every step of the way. March is big. April is bigger, right? There's so many massive things happening that are going to heighten all this Piscean energy where we really realize that there is a communion that we are in with everyone and everything. But it's Aquarius energy that's going to be magnified that much more. That's very strong now, but is going to intensify next year, right? We're about a year away from when Pluto starts moving into Aquarius. That is phenomenal. Now, I'll have a lot more to say about that, you know, in the weeks ahead, certainly next week, at the beginning of next week, when Mars and Venus meet at zero degrees of Aquarius. But for now, it's almost as if we are getting honest with ourselves, not only about the truth of what this Venus retrograde season means for us, but also, I believe, what Pluto in Capricorn has meant for us as part of our individual journeys. The energy of Capricorn likes status. But what is meaningful status and what is superficial? Now, I'll give you a little bit of a heads up. Again, new ideas that I'm going to be presenting in this talk coming up with the International Academy of Astrology. Um, one very exciting thing I think is going to happen is this idea of status symbols. It just isn't going to mean anything anymore. We're going to see a lot less people carrying around designer bags. And I know <laughs> if you've seen me at a conference event, like you're going to see me later this year in Denver, Colorado, yeah, nothing wrong with a designer bag. Enjoy it. It's part of the illusion, right? And all of it is spiritual. Everything that we live in this world is spiritual, ultimately. But what happens is if we lose ourselves in the illusion, if we think we are those, what ultimately are just symbols, that's when we put ourselves in a position to create pain for ourselves. Because ultimately those things, those status symbols are hollow. They are superficial. What's real is you. What's real is how at peace you feel with yourself and your choices, and your life. How much you prioritize your peace in the present, and how that shapes your future. These are the things that are real. 
These are the states that then allow us to recognize our spiritual lessons so that life doesn't have to, you know, make things dramatic <laughs> to make us aware of what spiritual lessons may be playing out for us. And so here we have this real opportunity here, right? A real moment of understanding with a week like this in particular. But yes, that little bit of heads up is those status symbols, I just don't think they're going to be worth much or anything. Um, I think all of that is going to be ditched in favor of creativity. But as I mentioned earlier, this idea of the collective, right? Uh, this idea that borders are becoming more elusive. They just don't matter as much anymore. We're realizing how intimately connected we are to everyone on the planet, that we in some way are together, which is a very powerful realization that happened as soon as Saturn stepped into Aquarius in 2020 with Mars hand in hand. Okay, so now here we are. And we are having one of these last moments of culmination where we get to really recognize some of these spiritual lessons that have been playing out for us in one way or another. We get to be more deeply honest with ourselves as to the spiritual lessons that have been trying to get our attention with not just this Venus retrograde, but Pluto in Capricorn. Pluto started moving in and out of Capricorn back in 2007. So 2007, we got a little bit of taste. 2008, Pluto was entirely in Capricorn and has been there since then. Next year, we'll start moving in and out of Aquarius. And as we move towards the middle of the decade, we'll settle in for a nice 20-year stay. So we've got lots to look forward to here. But I think that this idea that we can be more mobile than ever before and there are all kinds of ways to look at that mobility, that we are more connected and part of a larger global collective than ever before. That can be very empowering. But that mobility can also mean that as people are able to make transitions and changes and align with different work paths, career paths, well, that opens up entries in different parts of the world for more people to be mobile, to remind us how intimately connected and intimately interdependent we all are on each other. Aquarius is an energy of individuality, yes, but it's also an energy that takes others into consideration. Capricorn, it's much more focused on self, what you want to achieve, what you want to gain, the progress you want to make. And Pluto in Capricorn, well, it has in some ways glamorized ruthlessness to be successful. And that's fine. That's one way to look at it. But at the same time, at what cost to our peace? At what cost to our soul? Because very often we see when ruthlessness is celebrated, very often the icons and the people and the archetypes that encapsulate that well, they're not very peaceful. They don't seem to be settled within themselves. And that's where they are on their spiritual journey. And ultimately, it's always and all part of the spiritual journey. And so where is it that perhaps we've aligned with definitions of success? Success in love, success in life, success in career. And where is it now that we are seeing through those illusions or we're realizing it's costing too much because it's costing us our peace? Where is it that we're hanging in, right? Because we think, well, the alternative is unknown. The alternative may be more painful for us or maybe we don't want to let other people down. We don't want to disappoint others. Remember the Cancer-Capricorn axis inherently holds an understanding of sacrifice, right? What sacrifices are worth it? There are some things that the sacrifice is too much. And then there are some things that we sacrifice because we know the gains can be greater. And sometimes those gains are assured, sometimes not. And yet we're willing to love ourselves enough to hold out 
for the larger gratification. The larger gratification that comes when we allow ourselves to sacrifice the things that we are now seeing differently, that we realize are superficial, that we realize maybe no longer work for us, and instead embrace something more. We become something more. Sometimes that transition can be hard. And yet, when our soul is ready, it's ready. And if we're going to be at peace with ourselves and at peace with our choices, we have to listen to that instinct within. So yes, success is part of this. Love is a part of this as well. Where have we compromised too much where it comes to love? Where have we settled for less than we deserve? Where is it that perhaps we've given into the status of love rather than the genuine spiritual exchange and experience and healing that love can provide? These are Difficult questions to ask, and the answers are going to be uniquely our own, but they can be frightening. They can be so difficult, and yet they are to be embraced. Because in embracing them, we are redefined. And in that redefinition, we become more uniquely ourselves in beautiful and meaningful ways. Now, if all of that wasn't enough, we've got a couple of other truly remarkable events. And, you know, as I like to say, Everything happens in perfect order. Everything happens one after the other after the other exactly the way that it's meant to. Exactly the way in which it's supposed to so that we can embrace and understand these lessons that ultimately end up being spiritual lessons. And all spiritual lessons really come down to two things, love and wisdom. That's what it comes down to. The fuller embodiment of love, right, or divine energy, or however you understand it, acknowledging that energy within us and removing the barriers to it, to the full acknowledgement, the full radiance of it. And the opportunity to cultivate wisdom, to learn more about ourselves, about each other. And by cultivating wisdom, we strengthen our spirit. All spiritual lessons come down to these two things. Well, as part of the perfection of what's playing out now, you know, it really is Wednesday when there's so much happening, Wednesday, Thursday, and then Saturday, the crescendo. So what's happening on Wednesday? Well, it is that space Wednesday, Thursday, that Venus leaves shadow. And then Thursday, Venus meets Mars, Venus meets Pluto, Mars meets Pluto. Well, they're also close together, but that perfect connection between Venus and Mars isn't happening until the very beginning of next week. And of course, I'll be here to talk about it every step of the way. But what we have happening on Wednesday, well, we've got a new moon, <laughs> a new moon happening in the sign of Pisces. So this is truly the beginning in some ways of our awareness. Well, look, we've already had Jupiter here. Yes, this new moon is mighty close to Jupiter in the sky. It is going to make the experience of Jupiter that much closer. So Jupiter's already here now, a new moon here. This really is where the buildup of energy starts to accelerate. Whatever sign Jupiter moves into at any given time, normally Jupiter spends about a year in a given sign every 12 years. However, it's not always exactly timed, right? And so what that means is, for example, with this Pisces, Jupiter and Pisces transit, we get three chapters. Last year, Jupiter stepped into Pisces, retrograded back into Aquarius. Now. Jupiter is in Pisces, rushing through, will step out of Pisces and into Aries in the spring, in May, and be there right until a couple days before Halloween. And that's when Jupiter will retrograde back until the last days of the year. So we've got three distinct chapters, right, to look forward to. And we're in the middle of the second smack dab in the middle of the second for that matter. And so this particular new moon is mighty close in the sky. It's going to make Jupiter and wherever Jupiter goes, that energy magnifies 10 times. So we've already got this magnification of Jupiterian energy and magnification of Piscean energy in particular. And now you add to it a new moon, making it emotional, making it visceral. Our awareness of communion. But remember, Pisces is the last sign of the zodiac. So it inherently holds closure as well, except in the case of this energy, it's like a closure that 
we are grateful for, a closure that allows a new beginning, which can be very exciting. Ultimately, Pisces invites us to connect with what really matters, which is those spiritual lessons. When we're able to see through the illusion and recognize the spiritual lesson, we're able to live that much more fully. Recognizing the spiritual lesson isn't about escaping life. That's the shadow side. The escapist, depressive side is when we're not listening to ourselves. When we use the energies to our advantage, when we use Piscean energy, it empowers us to be more fully ourselves, to be more fully authentic, to be more fully an expression of love and wisdom, to amplify it that much more. And that in turn allows us to live more fully. It allows us to be present for ourselves and for our lives. This energy can be profoundly healing as well, meaning that part of the closure may be deciding that we're not going to carry the drama anymore. We're not going to repeat those patterns anymore, that we are going to actively love ourselves more to allow the past to be whatever it needed to be, to commit to a path of greater love and greater wisdom so that ultimately we can live in this life and in this lifetime that much more fully. And that commitment to life is such a powerful thing, but the commitment to life as a spiritual expression, as a spiritual journey, well, it makes all of our moments that much more meaningful. It allows us to embrace the expression of the divine we are. You know, as I was looking at the sky for this week and contemplating it, I was thinking about prayer, right? I was thinking about this fact that one of my books is called Prayers to the Sky. And how do we pray? How do we, you know, use our hands? And as I talk about in this book, Prayers to the Sky, that really all it takes is an intention, a moment, a breath, everything else that we may do. And I talk about, you know, gathering your your correspondences, your candles, your stones, and all of that, that's beautiful. It's part of ritual and ceremony, but ultimately, all it takes is intention, and prayer happens. All it takes is a moment of deciding you are going to live from heart that it happens. And so what I found really interesting as I was thinking about the sky this week and about prayer is that in most cultures, in most religious traditions, right, the hands and the heart become connected in some way. So sometimes it's hands out like this, sort of in front of the heart. We often see hands together in front of the heart. But ultimately, it's this link between heart and spirit and intention. But because it involves the hands, and think about what your hands represent. Your hands represent, according to Louise Hay, the ability to grasp life to live life on life's terms, to live more fully. The hands are connected to, in another one of my books, The Body and the Cosmos, I talk about how each one of the body parts is connected to the cosmos, connected to the sky. Well, the hands are an expression of Gemini energy, and Gemini is ultimately about sharing. That's a higher understanding. It's about what it is that you uniquely have to share in this life. And however you might do that. It's about connecting with others. It is only through sharing and how that involves giving that we're able to forge these connections with other people. And that's ultimately why we share. So that we know we're not alone and so that other people know that they're not alone. We're able to be truly present. If any sign is able to be very, very present, it's Gemini. And in that way, the hands become an expression of presence in your life. And so the fact that this idea of sharing and authentic expression and connecting, connection with other people in particular, is so connected to heart when it is that we are immersed in prayer, I think that's powerful symbolism. It's a powerful way to consider how this new moon in Pisces may invite us ultimately to understand that acknowledging that life is about the spiritual lessons, it allows us ultimately to live more fully. It's not about escape. Escape is the shadow side. But the higher end, which we can reach with our intention, is connection. It is through connecting that we heal 
our spirits. It's through communion with energy like Pisces that we're able to put ourselves in our right space, in our right place. It's a very powerful thing to consider as well how we are not the center of the universe. Like you as an individual is not the center of the universe. I was talking to a beautiful, uh, wonderful client early today. I was uh, consulting with this person, such an amazing soul. And, you know, she was talking about how great it is to get older. Now, for whatever reason, maybe because I had a birthday not too long ago, uh, people have been saying this to me a lot <laughs> lately, how great it is to get older. But, you know, she was saying about how her mom is like uh, so much older than her. Her mom is like, you know, nearing a century, put it that way. And her mom is now like in a space where she does not care. She's going to say what she's going to say. And I was thinking about the gift of not taking things personally, right? How that's a skill. And we need people to actively teach us that skill in our lives. If we're fortunate, we get it. If not, what happens is that we find ourselves in painful situation after painful situation until we embrace that spiritual lesson that nothing is personal. It's not about us. People are going to do all kinds of things, say all kinds of things, share all kinds of things. And it's about them and their journey and what they need to do. And when we have faith in ourselves, we trust it. We let people be whom it is that they need to be. And that really is okay. So the skill of not taking things personally, well, ultimately, this is part of early childhood development, right? There's this early childhood development phase where, and this is according to Eric Erickson, if I remember correctly from my early. Uh, some of the classes I took in psychology. But it's this idea that when a baby is born, it is the center of the universe, right? It's the center, it's all about them. And then at some point, the child starts to understand that there's a whole world around them and that they are not necessarily the center of it all the time. And that can be challenging, you know, to make that transition. But this idea of not being the center of the universe and then realizing you are part of the universe, it is so liberating. That is a pathway to peace. And it involves learning the skill of not taking things personally. That is one of the more powerful spiritual lessons that we are going to learn in this lifetime. And I think one of the spiritual lessons that ultimately holds us up more to share our light, to own our own truth, when it is that we don't take other people's truth quite so personally. So this new moon is in Pisces. It's speaking in harmony with Uranus. It is going to happen on the same day that Mercury is going to meet Saturn in the sky. Uh, and you know, this is tough truth. This is tough conversations. But this is also an awareness of sacrifice, an awareness of and clarity on what sacrifices are worth it and what aren't where it is that perhaps we need to think about things differently and know that part of the sacrifice may be deciding not to think about things in a way that isn't empowering to us. And again, this is happening in the sign of Aquarius. I think this is going to be part of what's going to show us as a collective how intimately connected we truly are. How no one ultimately is an island. And that's a powerful thing. That's a beautiful thing because it means that you are not alone. No matter what you feel, there's someone out there that understands. Now, the other part of Mercury meeting Saturn in the sky, I'm being reminded here of the Four Agreements uh, by Don Miguel Ruiz. Now, he uh, wrote a book called The Four Agreements. He shares Toltec wisdom. And uh, Toltec is one of the indigenous communities that we find uh, in Mexico as well. And uh, so, yes, not taking things personally is one of the four agreements. Being impeccable with your word is another. Now, even though it's been a while since I read this book, way back in the day, boy, uh, did it matter to me so much. So I really appreciate that wisdom uh, that is out there. And so uh, the other two agreements, if you are interested, is don't make assumptions and always do your best. So those are the other as part of the four agreements all together. And uh, I'll put it up here on the screen somewhere. And so, yes, Mercury meeting Saturn. 
in the sign of Aquarius, in an air sign at that, and in a fixed air sign at that, is going to invite us to focus our thoughts and our words and our sharing, and is going to invite us to consider much more deeply what authenticity means, what it requires, and maybe for you to be authentic, what it no longer does. Now, the cherry on top to this very important week is going to be happening at the very end of the week. We are going to end the week on the luckiest day of the year. And that is the sun meeting Jupiter in the sky. So this is what some astrologers like to call the luckiest day of the year. It certainly is expansive. It is hopeful. It is an energy of optimism, yes. But it's also an energy that is deeply transformative. And this is something that I spoke about as we started this video and in the earlier part of this video. This idea that deep transformation and change is possible. This idea that we can find ourselves by understanding that we are each other. And I think that awareness is going to be amplified. But if anything, I mean, think about how this is happening right after some really intense energies. Venus meeting Pluto. Pluto meeting Mars. These are some very heightened energies of truth, of transformation, of getting very deep within ourselves, finding our power, yes, but also understanding the root of our anger, the root of our discontent, understanding what must change and where it is that we will no longer compromise, where it is that we learn we deserve better. And as we embrace those lessons, here comes faith. After what may end up being challenging, might be difficult, might be painful. And I do want to be straightforward with that. This is Pluto we're talking about, God of the underworld. But the underworld is where lots of cool things happen too. There's a lot of fun in the underworld. That's true. The underground parties, for example, that happen around the world. <laughs> Very Plutonian. But it's also Pluto that can stir us very deeply that can have us responding in ways we hadn't anticipated. And that makes us aware of our wounding. But do we have faith that healing is possible? Absolutely. Things can change. They can become better. They can become something more. They can become more empowered. They can become something that ultimately allows us to acknowledge that we don't need to carry that pain anymore. Now, not carrying that pain anymore could mean looking at what's causing the pain, right? Are you in a relationship dynamic that isn't working for you anymore? Now, for some, that's going to be transforming things from the inside out, working towards genuine healing together. But for others, it's going to mean this isn't working for me anymore. I'm going in a different direction. You do what you got to do. And that's okay. That's okay as well. Because it is the sun and Jupiter together that give us faith, faith in ourselves, faith in our future, but faith in the future of the collective. Where it is that we've compromised too much, where it is that we've sacrificed too much, where it is that we've told ourselves that our own future could be uncertain if we don't stay in this situation, or the future of this other person may be uncertain if we don't stay in this situation. Well, that type of compromise isn't going to cut it anymore if it no longer resonates with what it is and where it is we are meant to go next. And so it is now that we get to look at ourselves and our heart and love, our worthiness, and romantic love differently in some way. This is about being honest with ourselves, but then having faith in ourselves to make a change, to make a choice having faith in ourselves to move forward. Now, that forward movement can happen together or in a different direction, and either is okay because if you have faith in yourself and faith in your future, you know you're going to be okay. You absolutely are. What I love about this week for us, well, look, there's a lot here. It's such a powerful time. And I actually wanted to share with you, uh, obviously, I'm home now. <laughs> I'm in my room at my parents' house, which is always an adventure of its own. 
And, you know, if you ever really feel like making people around you uncomfortable, I mean, why would you want to? But look, if you ever want to give yourself some kicks and do that, cry on a plane. <laughs> cry on a plane because everybody's sitting close together, right? Uh, people see each other and especially if you're crying, but, you know, hopefully everybody's got headphones too and stuff like that. So there's this illusion of privacy as well. It's quite an interesting juxtaposition. Um, I was watching something on the plane and it was just so deeply moving and it made me think about this energy that we have coming up and I really wanted to be sure to share it with you and it's called In and of Itself. Uh, it's a recording of a show that happened in New York City. Um, it is produced, the executive producer is Stephen Colbert and his wife, Evelyn Colbert. And I don't remember the last time I saw something like this. It was so deeply moving. And so I'm going to give you a little bit of spoilers here, okay? Um, I encourage you to watch it, yes. But what it boils down to, and a lot of what it boils down to, is identity and how we identify and how really all of these different identities are part of all of us, but also how much each of us wants to be seen. Or the things that we like about ourselves. And I thought it was so fascinating uh, to watch this. It was so beautiful in so many ways, which is why I was crying. There were very healing te tears that were like from deep within, I got to say. Um, but it was all rooted in this idea that we are uniquely individual, but we are also each other. We are uniquely individual, and yet we want to see ourselves in others. We want to know that we're not alone in that. And the simple acknowledgement of who someone is, it changes lives. It really does. And when you watch this, which I encourage you to watch, I mean, it, it's something that just really stays with you because it really makes you look at yourself differently, and it makes you look at all your connections with each other differently. And it's a real examination of identity and objects and symbols of that identity and how in changing our identity, the symbols of that identity change as well. It's a powerful thing. It's a beautiful thing. There's nothing quite as healing as knowing that we are each other. There's nothing quite as healing and profound and spiritual. Nothing fills us with faith as much as knowing that we are seen, that we are understood. That is a gift that we give to each other. And sometimes it's a quiet gift. We don't always get to see that as clearly. And yet, when it happens to us, and I think it happens every day, or at least it can, it can be such a deeply moving thing that it changes the way we see ourselves possibly forever. That's how I felt when I watched this. And so I would encourage you to watch it. But as you watch it also, maybe meditate on this week's sky, how powerful this week's sky is, how meaningful it is. It's an invitation to go very deep within, but to also be aspirational, to be honest with yourself, searingly honest with yourself, even if it's hard, but then also have faith in a better and brighter future. To know that change and healing sometimes is really hard work. It can really suck. I want to be straightforward with that. It is very hard to look at your pain and to admit to yourself where the pain of your life and the pain of your past has led you to make choices and decisions that continue to create pain for you. But it's also very empowering to acknowledge where pain from your past has helped you to cultivate wisdom so that you can be that much more wise, you can be that much more loving, you can be that much more compassionate to others. That the pain of our past ensures that others know that they're not alone, know that they are truly and deeply understood. It is a gift that we give to each other, the gift of connection, and with a week like this, the gift of communion. Well, thank you so much for watching. What do you love about this week? Let me know in the comments below. I love reading you guys. And to prove it to you, here are some of my most recent favorite comments. 
thank you to everybody who likes, who comments, who subscribes, who shares, who thumbs up. All of it means so much. I thank you for it. And of course, if you want to know how all this wonderful stuff this week speaks to you and your sign, log on to NadiaShawSuperstars.com, where with choose your membership rate for as low as just $3 a month, you get expanded exclusive video scopes each and every week for each and every sign for just $3 a month. Now, higher tiers get you things like all access passes to Synchronicity University events, consultations with me, and so much more. All of this in the superstar space at NadiaShawSuperstars.com. I look forward to meeting you there. Synchronicity University presents the one and only Cameron Allen teaching medical astrology, a holistic approach as only Cameron Allen can. Now, Cameron Allen is a superstar where it comes to understanding holistic medical astrology. He's also a herbalist uh, and he's just so wise. He's just so loving. Uh, so he's coming back for a five-week course. And if you sign up before the 28th of February, which is just the first two days of this week, you can choose your tuition rate as low as just $5 a class, which is an unheard of rate to learn from this caliber of teacher. And I'm so grateful and excited that he is going to be teaching and presenting what it is that he does. He's truly such a special soul. I know I've benefited from his wisdom and I think a lot of people out there feel the same way as Cameron Allen. As I said, rising star really stands out in the field of medical astrology. Now, with this class, you are going to get a thorough foundational understanding to medical astrology. Uh, and if you remember Cameron's last class with Synchronicity University, he gets really practical as well. He shares herbs, he shares movements that you can do, all of that so that you can live in an optimal, holistic uh, perspective as well. So I hope that you'll check that out again. Remember, Cameron Allen, Choose Your Tuition Rate is on now just until the end of Monday. Link is in the description below. Synchronicity University presents the March 2022 Speaker Series. Boy, do we have an exciting lineup coming up ahead. And the Speaker Series is Choose Your Tuition Rate until. Monday, the end of Monday. <laughs> so there isn't a whole lot of time left to choose your tuition rate. Uh, just $5 a class to learn from some of the most incredible astrologers alive today. Some of them you know, some of them might be new to you, but they're all brilliant and incredible. So here we have my friend Zamboni Funk. Now he's taught at Synchronicity University before. He's brilliant and incredible. And he's going to be teaching on the Mercury retrogrades of 2022. We are going to have Kira Sutherland, and she's going to be looking at astrology of health and connecting the first and sixth houses. I saw her teach this class uh, before a while back, and I loved it so much. And I'm so glad she's bringing this class now to Synchronicity University because it truly is brilliant how she helps you to understand the best uh, eating habits, health habits for you, and how that connects to identity. So that Connection between first and sixth house is so important where it comes to health. And that's what you're going to see here with her class. Uh, we've got my friend Tara All. Now, Tara All co-wrote a book called Astrology by Moonlight, looking at the phases between the moon and the other planets in your chart. So this is practical. It's a whole new way to understand your chart that truly is different that I think you will absolutely love. So I hope that you'll check out her class as well. Another friend of mine, actually, she was originally somebody who was a mentor to me because she is a medium. Maybe mentor isn't the right word, but over a year ago when I, my life was going through a big transition, well, yeah, it was about a year ago now. Uh, boy, did she ever help me uh, with consulting with me so that I could tap into some of her gifts of mediumship and uh, really such a blessing. So she's going to be bringing those talents and gifts too. Uh, a class that she's going to be teaching called Mediumship Through the Signs, where she'll be going through each of the signs, helping you to understand your mediumship style, but also helping you to connect with angels and affirmations for each of the signs as well. I think that's going to be really rewarding for so many people out there. And my friend, Laura Van Zadem. Now, Laura is amazing. She's brilliant. She's a nerd like me. And when we get together, boy, do we ever nerd out, as you must have seen. Uh, in the interview I did with her. In fact, all of these speakers, I interviewed them and you can check those out on my channel. Uh, but yeah, she and I really do get to nerd out and have fun together. And she's going to be teaching on esoteric astrology. 
helping us to understand that system of astrology and bringing her brilliance and perspective uh, to our understanding as well. So really such a great group of astrologers here. I hope that you'll check us out. And remember, it's just $5 a class until the end of Monday. So really, you've got a little bit of time left as we're beginning this week. And I hope that you will check that out. I hope you'll support these incredible speakers. But of course, for you as well, you get to learn from these incredible teachers as well with Synchronicity University's famous Choose Your Tuition Rate, making classes truly accessible to one and all. Find out more. Sign up now at synchronicityuniversity.com. The International Academy of Astrology is going to be hosting me as part of their Jubilee event, and I'm really looking forward to it. I'm going to be teaching on Pluto and Aquarius. Now, this uh, class is going to be more expansive than what I've taught before on Pluto and Aquarius. I think this may be uh, one of the most important uh, celestial events of our lifetime. If you're alive right now, this really is it. I mean, I think that. Pluto and Aquarius is going to usher in a whole other time. We are going to be fully immersed in the age of Aquarius by the time we get to the end of this decade. And Pluto and Aquarius is a massive part of that. And so I'm going to be sharing even more of what it is uh, that I've tapped into so far, but I've just had so many more insights and ideas. And an important component of this class, which is different than previous times I've taught this, is that this is going to look at each sign as well. So I'm going to be sure to look at what this means for your rising sign and your sun sign, um, and hopefully that way to help you to understand and grasp some ideas as to what this is going to mean for the collective, but also what this is going to mean for us individually as well, based on our sun sign and our rising sign. So we are going to be looking at all of that. I think this is going to be so exciting, so much fun, <laughs> but also I hope really enlightening as well as part of getting us into gear for how the energies are going to change in massive ways once we navigate into like really next year. Next year, things start changing. I'll give you another heads up. If the sign of Leo is the sign of celebrity, uh, Aquarius is the opposite of that. It's like the total opposite of the power of celebrity. That's another way in which we're going to see a whole lot change. Uh, I heard somebody say the other day that Andy Warhol said each one of us gets 15 minutes of fame. Now it's like 10. Oh, look, at some point it might be 90 seconds, really. That's the kind of world we're heading into. And just so much more, so much to talk about. We're going to have a lot of fun with the International Academy of Astrology. You can sign up for my class or you can get a class pack. And links are in the description below. And a massive thank you to the sponsor of this week's episode, and that is Keen. Trykeen.com slash Nadia. Well, that's where you can get your first 10 minutes for just $1.99. Uh, now, Keen is a really great service. You can go on 24 hours a day, seven days a week online. If you have a question, if you want clarity, depending on the type of person you want to consult with, a tarot reader, a psychic, a, an astrologer, or a spiritual guidance, all of that is available to you. And if you go to trykeen.com, slash Nadia, well, you can get your first 10 minutes for just $1.99. So do check them out. Thank you so much to Keen for being my sponsor. Truly so grateful for it. And I've tried Keen myself. I found the service to be really helpful to me. Uh, I loved the reading that I got. And so I do suggest things that I uh, have benefited from. So if you are so inspired and if you're in one of those moments where you're like, you know what, I could use a 10-minute tarot reading. I could use a couple minutes to talk to somebody to gain some insight into my spiritual lessons here. They are available 24-7, so you can check them out. Link is in the description below. And thank you. Thank you so much, everybody, for being here. Before I let you go, I do want to also let you know, because I mentioned before, ESAR Astrology is giving out uh, scholarships to astrologers. Now, these are specific to astrological things that astrologers may need support for. So it could be a project. It could be uh, an event. For example, I'm going to be teaching, or I'm going to be one of over 100 speakers at uh, the ESAR conference that's coming up in Denver in August. And so I think that's going to be so exciting. I will be sure to mention that below as well. But yes, the part of this scholarship program is scholarships to that or other events as well. And the great thing is, even though they do encourage you to sign up for membership and membership gives you a whole lot, you don't have to be a member to apply. 
as long as you fill out the form properly, which is really important, <laughs> you fill out the form properly, you go into a random draw to win uh, one of these scholarships. And if you look at the form, there's a part that says, where have you studied? You know, what schools have you gone to? And so they just want to know that you are committed to astrology. And if you've ever taken any classes at Synchronicity University, you can mention that. You can say Synchronicity University. You can say you took this five-week class. For example, Cameron Allen. I'm taking a five-week class with Cameron Allen at Synchronicity University. Taking a five-week class with, maybe in the past, with Michael Barwick or some of the other incredible Stormy Grace. All of these are ways in which you're able to demonstrate your commitment to astrology. So as long as you do that and you fill out the form properly, you go into a random draw. And so your chances are as good as anybody to win. It's not based on what you've already done and are you worthy? No one's judging that. You fill out the form properly. You show that you care about astrology because you've watched some lessons. Maybe you saw some of the Synchronicity University classes I've posted here on my YouTube channel. You might want to check that out or you attended Synchronicity University, or you saw Stormy Grace, her YouTube Academy, where she had free classes available on her YouTube channel. These are all ways in which you can demonstrate that you care about astrology, that you want to keep learning astrology, that you are a part of what we do here as astrologers. If you do that, you qualify. And yeah, these are scholarships up to $500. So I hope that you'll check that out. Um, I will link to it below as well. And good luck if you choose to uh, sign up. And thank you again. Thank you each and every one of you. I'm so grateful for you. I'm so grateful for this moment with you. Uh, it is a powerful astrological week without a doubt. And so as we navigate this time, it may be wise uh, to consider how it is a week like this invites you to be more fully you. And so as we navigate into this very special week, my hope is for each and every one of us out there that we are reminded about what makes us uniquely special. What is it that we are worth, that we're worth more than what it is that we've given ourselves credit for before and we're willing to heal whatever it is that gets in the way of our ownership of valuing ourselves and our potential more fully, but also to recognize that we are intimately connected to everyone and everything. In fact, we are each other. That's a powerful place to be. It allows us to be more compassionate. It allows us to reduce self-importance enough so that we can embrace possibility and potential, so that we can embrace the love that is all around us. Thank you again for watching. It'll be a great week. Enjoy. Welcome to the exciting rebirth of Superstar featuring Choose Your Membership Rate as low as just $3 a month. At Superstar, you get expanded exclusive video scopes each and every week, unlimited access to special horoscopes, class passes for Synchronicity University, consultations with me, and so much more. All of this in the Superstar space. I look forward to meeting you there.